At Retrovision, we know exactly what you want, like our lowest price guarantee. Buy now and pay later. And an extra 5% discount for RAC members. That's on top of all the latest tech from the world's best brands at Retrovision. to the pavilion everybody we are back again for another week of fun love and entertainment of this great game in the peel region my name is orazio santa lucia and this is your favorite part of the week no doubt so we've got a lot to talk through today and we're going to try to put that all within about an hour or so um, we're here as we are every single week with thanks to fantastic partners and this is where we really need everyone listening to get behind our partners We've got Retrovision. Retrovision, um, they've got all the electrical stuff that you love at ridiculously low prices. Um, I believe they're still in their half-year clearance. Um, if not, I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter because their, their prices are cheap anyway. Um, they've got all the best stuff that you love. They've got all the best advice, 60-day price promise, and also extra 5% off if you're an RAC member. So get into Retrovision now. We've also got ESA Sports Agency. Johnny Sanders there running the dream set up there, making every sports moment epic. They do custom design team wear. Um, they do promotional collateral. They do sports coaching. They get access to sports stars um, and all other things, things, but they're also the distributor for that stuff in the corner there. Everlast sports drinks, um, seven fifty mils of isotonic hydration, beat the heat and boys at hot at the moment. Um, Got in, got into the uh, the lemon zest myself on Tuesday during the call. Um, does a great job. Um, great prices, fantastic way for your club to uh, you know, to make some some of the folding stuff. Um, everyone wins, including your players and and the people that are drinking it. They are getting that hydration, and dehydration is a real thing. Um, and isotonic drinks do make a massive difference. So get into the Everlast there, and also. Thanks to Sport FM 91.3, your sports station for the community. Um, if you are listening to this at between 8 and 9 on Saturday morning, welcome. And uh, thanks to Sport FM for um, playing our show. Okay, so what are we going to go on about today? Well, we are down to two. Yep, we are down to two. We know who the Retrovision Premier T20 League Grand Finalists are. We knew one of them. We knew it was Shoalwater Bay. They are defending their title, but we now know that the Mighty Hall's head are through after a pretty convincing win in in what was it was an entertaining game on Tuesday. We'll have a bit of a a debrief of that game there, but um, we basically got a replay of last year's Retrovision Premier T Twenty League Grand Final where Shoalwater um 
like, let's be honest, Horsehead would have gone in favourites and uh, Showwater just did what they did. They played magnificently as a team. Um, they all had roles and every player to the man did their bit throughout the competition and they were, they were you know, fantastic winners and deserved winners. So it was great to see. Uh, I know they were super proud of winning that and I know they're super pumped to be defending their title. They watched on during the week and uh, obviously took some notes and worked out how they're going to put a plan together to see if they can defend that title. So Tuesday, 7th of February, 6.30 p.m., really want to see as big a crowd as we can come down a Peelwood Reserve. So let's get everyone there. We have got um, confirmed, we've got a, an activation for the Blasters. So for the Junior Blasters, there's been some um, uh, some flies going around. So have a look at the socials on Peel Junior Cricket Association um, or, or jump on your club. Your club's got information as well. Uh, just register, come on down. There'll be an activation for the Junior Blasters because um, they're going to start their Term 1 programs um, as of next week, I believe. Um, and we should be working together, our senior and junior clubs, really promoting the game and getting the next crew of cricketers coming through to get more boys and girls playing the game. The two host or the two the two competing clubs, uh, Hallshead and uh, Shoalwater, their kids are actually going to get um, an on-ground experience. So as you probably see at Big Bash Games where – um, a lucky Blasters team or centre gets uh, 11 representatives and they normally go around the inner circle and the players run out and sign a hat and things like that. Well, we're going to do the, uh, the the PCA version. So we're going to have both teams sort of line up. Players are going to run out. They're going to sign hats. Uh, they're going to have signed um, retrovision hats and we're going to you know, get get around our, our little kids, our next players, um, which I think is quite important. It'll be a really good family atmosphere. We're going to have a food truck there. Um Go-to food, they're called. Um, Their specialty is sort of like um, a South African type of curry. Um, And it's, you know, quite mild or you can get it hot or whatever. It's up to you. But they also do your, you know, your burgers and chips and all that sort of stuff. So really, really good stuff. They're going to be there. Uh, Still working on an ice cream van, hopefully. But the bar will be open too. So um, let's get as many people there as we can. And let's just celebrate uh, all good things PCA cricket under lights, Tuesday night, balmy evening, what else would you rather do? So let's get down to Peelwood Reserve on Tuesday. Um, women's T20 cricket goes into finals mode as of this week. So we'll have a quick um, preview and review of the season there. Um, also a little note about Women's Country Week. Um, Peel Cricket Association did the business last Sunday, um, comfortably defeating the WA Invitation 11 and the PCA team are through to the grand final, the final of the Belt Up Country Cup, taking on the arch nemesis in Bunbury District Cricket Association. A little chat about that too. Uh, WA Cricket updates. Uh, T. Wiley and Corey Wosley were in action for WA Second Eleven. Quick wrap-up of that. Um, bit of Scorchers chat. Obviously, that is the the talk of the town. Um, it's it's Thursday evening as, as I am recording this. Yes, I've been slack this week, but there's been a whole heap of things on. Um, but at the end of the day, we know who we're playing and we are playing the Brisbane Heat. How they won, I've got no idea. Um, they, it's not their fault. They just play to the rules, etc. But at the end of the day, how a team like Brisbane Heat get through to the finals in the first place, I'm not sure. But Michael Nessa, is he, he's got to be one of Australia's favourite cricketers. Um, I don't think there's anybody in Australia that doesn't like that guy. He is a terrific player. And so unfortunate not to be playing um, at higher honours. 
Um, I, I hope he hasn't given up because he's he's a star and he he was the uh, the big winner tonight. He he was amazing. Um, but uh, Scorch's fever's definitely hit WA, and how good is it? Um, and yeah, it's a packed show, as I've said. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a, a little break. We're going to give our sponsors a little bit of a plug and give them a bit of love because they give us a lot of love. So um, remember Retrovision, 60-day price promise, all the electrical stuff that you love. Let's get around them. Make sure if you're getting any electrical goods, white goods, and as I say all the time, even the old Weber barbecues, if you like your, you know, you like your barbecuing, your charcoal stuff, or even the um, the Weber cues, all that sort of stuff, they are one of the uh, Weber official distributors as well. So get down to Retrovision. You're on the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show. My name's Orazio Santorucia, and we will be right back after this. RAC members get exclusive deals and offers, plus an extra 5% off on top of our lowest price guarantee at Retrovision. Okay, okay, everyone, we are back for yet another segment of our favourite show, The Pavilion, The Peel Cricket Show. Okay, so what are we going to move on to now? We're going to have a chat about um, Belt Up Country Cup. Belt Up Country Cup, yep, the PCA were out in force again. Um, last Sunday, we're playing against the WA Invitational 11. Uh, the WA Invitational 11 is made up of... Um, Players from around the the regional areas of WA that are eligible to play for the Country Eleven, um, and that their association either doesn't have a team in the Country Cup or is not playing at the time. Um, the whole idea is that, that from that sort of squad, um, the Country head coach um, in Tid Medmans gets a bit of a look at some of these players and and sort of starts to to work his way through um, selection for squads for. <clears throat> future country 11 teams. Obviously the country 11 just came back last week or the week before even um, after coming second in the Australian country champs had a, a really, really good tournament. Um, probably a loss in the first game was the one that was the difference, um, but they did end up beating both country New South Wales and the eventual winners in country Victoria quite handsomely. And the reports that I got were, in the game against Country Victoria in particular, Adam France, the big horse from uh, Pinjarra, um, was not only the uh, the match winner, but did some things that a lot of people haven't seen on a cricket field for a long time. Hit some huge bombs all over the ground. Um, their bowling had no answer for the big fella. And um, yeah, they, they, they said it was just some of the most amazing things they've seen. So uh, well done to big Adam and... Um, I know that there have been some bowlers on the on the end of some of his big hard hitting, and that's for sure. Um, took five from the weekend, just gone as well. Uh, to re- remind everyone that he's a he's a big brute fast bowler too. Anyway, um, we as in we the PCA, um, we won a toss, elected to bat, played. The game was played at Breckler Park, which is the home of Mount Lawley District Cricket Club. They hosted the match, and the, the game was on a used wicket, as as you'd expect. Um, but it was very dry; um, didn't have anything done to it between the games. So um, it was a bit of a dust bowl as well. And skipper Josh Rudge had no hesitation in batting first because he knew what was going to happen. It was just going to get lower and and slower and and more difficult to bat as the game went on. Uh, so Josh went out to bat with uh, Brad Williams. This is the Brad Williams, the South African, uh, who's uh, migrating out here who plays at White Knights Belt Iris, and they batted beautifully for the first wicket. They put on 70 um, before Josh Rudge was out. He was out, run out, a uh, bit of a mix-up between the two. Um, I'm sure they shared a Coke later on and, and worked it out. 
Now, Brad Williams went on to bat. He made uh, 45, played some beautiful shots, some some really good um, cross-bat pull shots. Uh, for those who get the Mandra Mail, you would have seen his his photo um, taken by yours yours truly. I was pretty proud of that one. Um Playing one of his one of his cross bat pull shots, he looked really good and um, got out for forty five. We had a bit of a collapse, uh, lost a couple of wickets in a, in a few balls when Josh Rudge, Brad Williams, and unfortunately Dudley Courtland couldn't continue his hot hot streak. Um, he was out early, and that brought Damien Burridge and um, Jake Wiley to the crease, and they put on a pretty good partnership there. They put on, uh, they put on? roughly fifty. I'm not, my maths is not working at this time of the night. Uh, before Damien Burry just run out as well. Um, a bit unfortunate. We're not sure he was actually run out, but um, that's what the umpire thought, and that's that. He made 25 of 27. But Jake Wiley went on and held the innings together and batted really well um, in really hot conditions. I mean, it was really hot on Sunday. Um, big guy did well. He finished on 66, not out of 82 deliveries. Um but um, he he did he did really well and, and sort of held the innings together. And there's some late hitting at the end. Uh, ben Bretain come in to 17 off 14. And at the end of the day, we got up to eight for 210. Um, the batters that batted on it for a fair while, sort of uh, their indication was that was closer to 250, 260. Because um, it was it was a real hard slog. It wasn't an easy wicket to bat on at all. Um, but well done to Jake. Played really well, really mature innings. And, and I think he's um, starting to really find something after having such a long break. Um, with a bad leg injury, as we would have heard um, his dad, Peter, on, on the airwaves at the back end of the game on Tuesday night. Um, sort of battled some injuries, and uh, but, he, but he's come back, and he, uh, like I said, batted, batted really well and, and sort of seen his coming for a while. And went out to bowl. Um, uh, ben Bretain and, and Big Prav Chahal, who we speak to just after this segment, um, opened the bowling. And, and quite quickly, sort of we knew that that probably wasn't the way to go. Um, and it was nothing on the bowlers. They they bowl well, but um, that was the only way these guys were going to score. They had some good good attacking young players, no doubt. But um, pace on the ball made it a little bit easier, and and it was a new ball wicket. So basically, what that means is, um, as the ball's hardest and it's newest, it's probably the best to bat. So quite quickly, um, Jake worked that out, and he got got the spin and the slower bowling on. So. Uh, the ever reliable, the the WA Country eleven spinner himself in uh, Dan A will come on. Just did what he does. Two for twenty off ten. Thank you very much. Uh, probably should have had another one, except he couldn't work out that he had to stay within the return crease, which are the sidelines. As soon as your back foot cuts that, that's a, a no ball. Um, he does know that. Um, but anyway, he, he took two for twenty, bowled really well. Um, and then everyone else sort of did their bit. You had um, Dan Sutton Jr. come on. He he did his little bit, bowled. Uh, four overs for 15. Mitch Oliver, come on, bowl four overs for 25. Um, just one or two balls that, that sort of got stuck in the hand. But other than that, he did a really good job. And then Jake Wiley, who uh, just couldn't stay out of the game, come on and really did a great job with his off spin. His really traditional sort of style of um, right arm off spin. And uh, he took three for 18 off seven. And they, ne- they never looked in it at all. Um, whenever they sort of started to develop a partnership, the bowlers did well. They'd contain them for a short while. And then these guys would just chip a catch somewhere and get out. And it was just, it was amusing to see at times. Um, I, even I got out on the ground and I had to do a bit of square leg umpiring as uh, our PCA umpire got a little bit ill in the heat and he just needed a bit of a break in a cool sort of room for a while, which is okay. It's that sort of tends to happen. So that was all right. I didn't mind getting out there for a little bit. Um, and then even Damien Burridge had a bowl and he, he's sort of uh, rolling back the years and, and bowling his seam up 
sort of stuff again. That's the that's the type of bowling that uh, a younger Damien Burridge was uh, selected to play for Australia as the under nineteen captain at one stage. Doing bowling all rounder in those days, um, but he's done just about every other thing other than probably start bowling left arm. So don't be surprised if he comes out and starts doing that. The talented cricketer, he took two for eleven. Is really smart with what he did, and um, even Braden Haskell, who's been a real find throughout the uh, the competition, uh, big strapping lad. Um, hope he keeps at it. He he come on and I mean he got only three overs towards the back end, but uh, took a wicket and probably could have had a couple more. He, he bowled really well too. So end of the day. PCA bowled him out for 132, and that meant that Peel are through to the final of the Belt Up Country Cup. And that'll be on Sunday, February the 26th. That game will be at Cresel Park, and that will be against the undefeated Bunbury and District Cricket Association, who are winning everything before them in country cricket. They dominated Country Week and won that quite handsomely to go back-to-back. Um, and they also had five or six players that were in the Country 11 as well. So... Um, they're doing well. Uh, it'll be a challenge, but it'll be an amazing day's cricket. It'll be a fantastic win if we can get up and uh, take home the Belt Up Country Cup. So, um, look, we're 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 trying to make sure that it is on Frogbox on that day. Um, so we've got a, we've got a month to sort of sort that out, just about. But either way, if you don't have anything planned on Sunday, February the twenty sixth, a little short drive up the road to a lovely new um, what's on a new ground. They've got a brand new facility, as in a pavilion. Um, a great, great cricket ground. Very, very good cricket club. Um, they are the premier club in WA. So, uh, if you've got nothing else to do on that Sunday, or you happen to be sort of floating around Perth, why don't you drop in and support your boys? Um, I know I'll be there and we'll, we're hoping to get a bit of a crowd there as well. So good luck to everyone, um, that is involved with that. Um, thanks again to Terry McNeil too, um, does a great job for us as, Team manager, scorer, um, just just a fantastic person. I enjoy every minute of being um, sitting next to him when we do the uh, the Retrovision Premier T Twenty League matches, and um, yeah, he's just just a really really nice guy. So um, thanks a lot, Terry, for everything you do. He's been doing a lot of uh, wacker stuff late or WA cricket stuff, including this week he was scoring the second eleven game at the WACA ground. Um, he's um, some stuff during, as we mentioned in early in the season, when he was, he was doing stuff, he was employed in the uh, the World T Twenty Cup, etc., and he's done some of the Sheffield Shield games and, and all sorts. So he's he's a he's a wanted man, is Terry, and uh, so he should be. Okay, let's move on to uh, the women's T Twenty, and they wrapped up their um, their regular season last weekend with wins to Hallshead, South Mandra. Shoalwater Bay and Secret Harbour. So that means the latter looked like this. Finished with Hallset on top on 44 points, South Mandra on 40, Shoalwater Bay on 36, and Warmbra on 32. So they are the finalists. Mandra finished fifth on 20, Secret Harbour uh, sixth on 12 points, Pinjara on eight, and White Knights didn't get off the mark this year. So the semifinals next week. Ah, well, this week, actually. Hall's Head versus South Mandra. That will be a big, big game. South Mandra are the defending champs, and Hall's Head are the the, uh, the runaway leaders at the moment. So that'll be a big game. And uh, Shoulder Bay take on Woomera at Shoulder Oval. I know the Hall's Head-South Mandra game will be live streamed, so if you want to watch that one, jump on the uh, the Frog Box 
footage there. Either go to the Hallshead website or jump onto my cricket. Uh, go to the ladies T20 section and you'll see a link to the stream straight there. So good luck to all the ladies involved there. Um, I know this starts to get really exciting and uh, we've got some exciting things happening in women's cricket, including the um, women's country uh, country week or country, whatever you want to call it. It's They play three days of cricket. Um, it's, a, it's a great inception into the, the country program and, and it enables our girls to get a, a taste of uh, sort of higher end cricket. It's going to be in Bunbury uh, this season and next season. So they're going to host over the next two years. Uh, we've had, I think, a dozen nominations so far. It'd be great to get a few more. We've got to send our final um, nomination in next by the end of next week. Um, and then the, the draws will be made, et cetera. So uh, anyone listening, if you know of people that want to be part of it, um, please jump on to either speak to your club delegate or your club president um, or even uh, look on peelcricket.com. We're going to have some things there where you can just uh, jump on and sign on there. Uh, if you're still looking and you can't find it or whatever, look, just even just come straight through to me, president at peelcricket.com. We will make sure you get a game. Um, so we're looking to organize some training, uh, a meeting, um, even a, a scratch match or two to prepare the girls and, and get ready to go. In the meantime, there is some background work going on, um, working in conjunction with the the PJCA and Rockingham Mandra District Cricket Club in sort of working on a, a female coaching program. Um, more details will come out. I don't want to really sort of talk up something that um, I may have got slightly wrong, but um, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be something that might make a difference. Um, we really need to move. We really need to move to a, a hardball opportunity for community cricket. Um, that's not to say that the softball cricket goes away. Far from it. We just need to also uh, provide a hardball option because um, cricket is a hardball game, and we've got junior girls that are playing cricket, playing hardball cricket, and they need to be able to progress. They don't all want to play premier cricket, so it's our duty as a competition to provide that pathway and pathway is just an opportunity to play cricket. Um, so I, I think we're, we're, we're ready to move and um, let's just hope that we uh, get the support. But anyway, look, there's some exciting things happening there. Uh, so good luck to everyone involved there. Okay. Uh, WA cricket update. So during the week, I mentioned that we had uh, a couple of our guys in Teague Wiley and Corey Wosley playing for the WA second 11. Now they went on and beat Tasmania in their four-day clash at, we'll just say the WACA ground. It sort of sounds good, doesn't it? The WACA ground, really old-fashioned way to sort of call the game. Um, anyway, played Tassie, uh, batting first. WA got 302, of which Teague Wiley was the uh, leading run scorer. He got a 81 and held the, the sort of innings together. Uh, Darcy Short got 48. Um, uh, Charlie, um, Cam Gannon, the, uh, the big fast bowler, got 63 or 57 towards the back end. Um, Corey didn't have the greatest day. He only got the one. Um, but, hey, that happens. Anyway, they made 302. In reply, they were able to bowl out Tassie for 294. So very small lead going into the next innings. Um Wickets there were uh, Charlie Stobo, who was actually I, I was commentating Premier Cricket, WA Premier Cricket on Saturday. It was University versus um, oh uh, University versus oh, Claremont Netherlands. There we go. 
Um, and Charlie Stobo is the captain of University Cricket Club, but he uh, he was called up as an emergency for the Scorchers. So um, yeah, he got called up, and another player got uh, called into his place. Um, but he's having a pretty good season. Um, good cricketer. He took five wickets and uh, Cam Gannon, sixty odd, and then a forfer. And WA went out and batted again. Um, no, sorry. How did that work? No, I think what happened, no, no, sorry. Tasmania batted first. They got 294. WA batted second, got 302. Tassie went in again, got 124. Um, in Sorry, in their second innings. I should get my stories right, shouldn't I? Uh, second innings, it was Charlie Stobo who got six. He's taken 11 for the game. He's had a fantastic game which left uh, 119 to chase down for the victory. And uh, WA got that two wickets down. Um, and T. Wiley was there at the end with 40 off 74. So he's had a good game. And so did Darcy Short. He got 46. So WA won that game. T. had a good game. Um, good sort of setup for him to be able to uh, put his name up for selection in the next Shield game, which starts again, I believe, next week. The Shield cricket starts after a well, great segue into Saturday. The Big Bash Grand Final here at Optus Stadium. It's going to be an absolute belter. Full stadium. It's going to have 50 plus thousand. Going to cause absolute havoc with club cricket. Um, this Saturday, I know already in our PCA, we've, we've, uh, the executives made a decision to allow some flexibility around this Saturday's fixture. Um, at the end of the day, there's no point fighting it, and we should be supporting our our Perth Scorchers. So um, as I speak, I know that there are games that are being either rescheduled to play on either this Sunday or next Sunday. The games have to be finished by next Sunday, or they're starting earlier, or they might even be a shortened game to uh, to, to, to get it in. And look, as long as both teams agree and um, notice is sent through to the association, we are happy for this round to be played in that way, but games have to be played by next Sunday. And uh, if not, they are forfeits. Um, but, but look, you know, we, we've got to be flexible and um, we've got to be realistic and it's about trying to keep everyone happy and um, people want to go to watch their Scorchers win. We've been starved of, of really good cricket and, um, you know, we're a big chance after tonight's game, the Sixers were, were well, they were humbled. Um, they, I'm not sure whether they prepared a a rubbish, low, slow turning wicket um, because you can always get done like they did tonight. So I, I don't know whether they did it on purpose. I mean, the um, the evidence sort of suggests that that's been the SCG this year. It's been very ordinary. Um, I, I know there's a really, really strong case being made by a lot of people to uh, turn the SCG into a, a drop-in wicket as well. Um, that's that's AFL football for you. It's just, it just takes over the world. Um, there's obviously a very, very strong contingent that want to keep it as it is, but um, there'll be a point where performance matters. And if they can't get the square back to some, something that's vaguely uh, suitable to play decent cricket on. Um, yep. The SCG might be the next one to go. That's cricket. That's the challenges we've got before us with our big, massive stadiums that we've got. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. I may be going myself. Um, just just confirming a thing or two there. Um, but either way, I'll be watching it. And I dare say a lot of WA will be watching the game as well. Should be an exciting one. Got the Brisbane Heat 
Um, look, they shouldn't have won tonight. So cannot count your chickens. And I still remember, unfortunately, I'm sure a lot of you listening remember that hot day way, way, way back when they came to the Wacker and uh, they robbed us. <laughs> we we stuffed up. They robbed us. They took the title. That's their one and only title because um, we should have another one. But they, I mean, they won it by robbed. I mean, they they came and and sort of burgled us. They we we didn't expect it. Um, I think that's one of the early times that we sort of got Lind. We sort of worked out, geez, this boy Lind can hit a ball. I think that's what I, if I can vaguely remember. I do remember it being really hot. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's a sort of outside cricket. Um, what else is sort of happening? We've got Australia about to take on India in the Test series. That's caused an absolute ruckus with the Big Bash, and let's be honest, the Big Bash should have been finished by now. Um, I even, I even, I mean, the, the Brisbane Heat. Well done. They've, that's not their fault. They've just done what they can do. But I don't even think they should be in the finals. It's an eight-team competition. How you've got five finalists got me beat. Um, I, I think you'd be better off following a top three. Uh, top three. Top team goes through straight through the grand final. Two and three play off in a in a, a knockout game, and then the the finals become a best of three. Um, you, you can create a story, can create create a narrative there. Um, you know, home and away, all that sort of stuff. There's there's more to it. I just tonight, if anyone watched, um, there was hardly anyone there, and this is the the, the decider to get through to the grand final. But uh, anyway, what what do we know? Um, so look, that's. That's pretty much a big wrap up of uh, of cricket. Um, probably won't have time to go through the the official sort of PCA uh, Saturday stuff, but we've we've sort of gone big with the T Twenty cricket um, as well as um, uh, yeah T Twenty the, the the belt up country cup and and all some other things um, in and around. It's it's a big exciting time with the uh, the grand final coming up of the retrovision. Premier T20 League. So I wanted to give that um, the, the the time and air that it, it deserved, as well as the fact that um, our, our rep team's done very, very well in getting through to the final of the Belt Up Country Cup. So they they took precedence today. And after this, after this break, you are going to hear a fantastic chat with um, one of the stars of the competition, uh, Waruna Overseas star, and that's Prav Chahal. Okay, we'll be back after this. You're listening to The Pavilion, The Peel Cricket Show, proudly brought to you by Retrovision, ESA Sports Agency, and Everlast. And if you're listening on Saturday between 8 and 9, thank you very much. You are obviously on Sport FM 91.3. We'll be back after this. RAC members get exclusive deals and offers, plus an extra 5% off on top of our lowest price guarantee at Retrovision. Welcome back to the best show about cricket in the Peel region. The only show about Peel cricket. Where else are you going to know more about cricket in the Peel region than right here on the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show. Proudly supported, as always, you know who, Retrovision, ESA Sports Agency and Everlast Sports Drinks. And if you are listening on Sport FM 91.3, thank you for tuning in and thank you to uh, Sport FM for supporting us as well. Um, we're going to talk Retrovision Premier T20 League, my favourite part of the season. Um, yes, I might be biased, but I really do believe that this is a special thing that we've got and it's something that we need to be proud of and it's something I'd love us all to really get behind and support. So we're going to do that. We're all going to head down to Peelwood Reserve 
this Tuesday or coming, this Tuesday coming, the seventh for the grand final, a repeat of last year's grand final, Shoalwater Bay versus Hall's Head. It will be an absolute humdinger. No, um, no question there. We've got the defending champs in Shoalwater Bay, um, who were the giant killers last year, and they're looking to continue their giant killing ways um, against the might and power of Hall's Head, who um, flexed the muscle yet again on Tuesday night. Um, they played Mandra in the Battle of the Bridge. Mandra won the toss. They inserted Hall's Head, and at that moment, after the first ball was bowled, they must have just thought, oh boy, oh boy, wow we, what have we done? Um the it was it was carnage for the first um it really was for the first well, five overs. Um it was it was carnage. So at the end of the first over, um they were what three, seven, eight um and then they went one six four two six one one then they had some wides another four then they had more wides um third over a couple of boundaries fourth over another boundary fifth over started with a six and then a four and it was just going and going and going um until the first wicket fall fell um so aaron burridge and, and josh rudge were the first players to go in and first wicket fell at 44, and that was after about two minutes. And I'm, I'm not, I'm serious. It was just ridiculous. Um, and then uh, the, the run machine that we know as uh, Jack Manuel, uh, he joined um, his Saturday skipper in Josh Rudge, but uh, Jack takes the reins on uh, the T20 matches. Um, and they put on uh, 80 or close enough to 80 in very, very short time. Both were just smashing the ball left, right, and center. Um, uh, Josh Rudge was out eventually for 43 of 33 deliveries. Uh, Manuel was out for 49 of 33 uh, with three sixes and three fours. Um, and then the the tail of two halves of an innings happened. So basically at that stage, it looked like Hall said we're going to make 250, 260. I mean, my cricket at one stage predicted they were going to make about 330. They were, they were going at, at a stupid rate. They went from two for 120, three for 133, four for 137, five for 137, six for 137, seven for 137. This is the turnaround of turnarounds, eight for 154, and then nine for 159, nine for 160 at the end of it. Some of the bowling figures, you'd think in that sort of score, and at the start with the carnage, you thought some of the bowling figures are going to be out, out of this world. So Chris Chalou went for 20 off his first over, and he finished with two for 28 off his four. Um, Jai Donald, the big, the big bustling, um, WA under 19 representative did, did a really good job. He got one for 24, should have had at least two. Um, Stewie McLean, who did a great job with the ball, fantastic ball. He, he had a real big play. Um, he dropped a bit of a sitter. He'll admit it himself on the fence. Um, he took two for 22 as well. Um, and, and look, as a, and, and Ben Bertain, who, just does what he does. He got three for 31, um, real competitive. He, he probably bowled, probably the worst he's bowled all season, really, to be fair, but still finds a way to stay in the game. And look, 160, it was funny because Mandra went off. They had all the momentum. Hall's head might have been a little bit flat. Everyone's thinking, wow, what, what have we got here? Because it, it looked like it was going to be a massacre. Um, it still was a bit of a massacre in the end because, unfortunately, the, the batting just never, never got going. Um Hallshead showed why they are one of the top teams. Um, all their bowlers did well. 
uh, marquee player in Chris Davenport, who is the uh, Fremantle captain. He took four for 17 with his leg spin. Uh, Tim Miles really rolled back the years. Another Fremantle connection. There. He got two for 14 and bowled some with some real pace. Um, Scotty Martin started and did what he what he does. He just charged in and really sort of set the scene. Um, Aaron Burridge bowled some real pace. It's really good. The last couple of games, um, he's coming back from injury and he's working up a real head of steam, which is really, really good to see. But um, Mandra never really got in it. They were all out for 102 and uh, Hallshead ran out 58 run winners there. Um, they bowled him out in the 17th over or 18th over. So we now know who the finalists are. Showwater, um, who I still think in the field have put on one of the more They've probably put in the sharpest display. Uh, their two games that they played, um, look, that's just an anomaly of the draw. Um, they, they've they been sharp, really sharp in the field, really tight with their bowling. Um, they, they've looked a treat. They've got, I think they've got the best fielder, not only in, in our competition, but in, um, you know, one of the best fielders in WA, in, in Mitch Oliver, um, who, who made his debut for um, the Peel Cricket Association on Sunday in our um Belt Up Country Cup match. We'll talk a bit about that a bit later on. Um, but yeah, so they, they've got a real crack unit in the field. They bowl well. Um, they really know they've got their plans. Um, they've got, you know, young Dynamo in, in Corey Wosley comes out. And um, if he does what Corey Wosley does, and we've seen it, um, he, he can he can tear apart in innings. They've got um, really good batting all the way through. Um, you know, they've got Charles Kunji. Um, they've got Dudley Cortland, who's just a star of our competition as well. So they've got a lot of batting, a lot of bowling, good spin bowling, good pace bowling. Um, that's going to be a good good game. And then Hall's head, but we know where they've got. They're, they're just stars littered all the way through. Um, it's going to be an absolute crack of a game. I can't call it. I don't think anyone can call it. Anyone in their right mind can't call it. But what I can call is going to be a great game. We've had a really good competition about our challenges along the way. I mean, we started with... Um, the lights going out in the first game, um, you know, and, and we've had our challenge along the way. But what I'm hoping is that we start to really uh, influence and encourage teams to really look at this as a real opportunity to to promote our competition, to promote their club, um, and and just to provide something different. Um, I think T20 cricket's exciting. I think it's a real great way to sell our game, um, not just our as in Peel, I think our game as cricket. Cricket's our game. So with that, one last reminder, this coming Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. will be the start. Proceedings, all, everything all started about 5 o'clock for um, the activations and things like that. So look out for the flies. Look out for the information there. You're going to see it all over the place. They'll be on Facebook. It'll be everywhere. So you've got no excuse not to know. You know now because I've told you and you're all listening in your thousands. Um, Peelwood Reserve, come down, make it a family day. Let's come down, watch some really good cricket, watch it live, see a celebration of, of everything we've got here in the PCA. Let's get the PJCA involved um, and anyone else, friends, family, et cetera, come down. Bar will be open. There'll be a food truck, um, you know, having to get an ice cream van as well. But all in all, we're going to have some good cricket. So that's the main thing there. And uh, good luck to both teams. Um, we will be announcing a team of the tournament as well. That'll be a new thing that we're going to um, introduce this season. We're going to have a team of the tournament and um, there's obviously be a man of the match. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to calling it. Um, I, I've enjoyed 
uh, my time calling it. I hope you guys that are listening enjoy it. And I love the fact that people have been um, interacting online. So if you do, if you can't get there on Tuesday, um, feel free to interact with with me during the call. Um, hoping, like Hal, that I've got uh, Sideshow Bob, aka Tim Lees, um, on board. Um, and if he is on board, because he has just started a new role, remember he has moved back down to the civilization down this way. Um, so they're still settling in and there's, there's little, you know, little teething issues as, as you do. And that's fine. Um, but hoping to get him on board. And if he is, he's going to get unleashed into the crowd as well. So if he does come up to you and have a chat with the mic, all that sort of stuff, just say g'day and uh, go along with it. Okay. So that was a wrap up of the Retrovision Premier T20 League. And we'll have one more wrap up, obviously. And that'll be the review of the grand final. And that'll be next week. So what we'll be doing now is we'll be probably going to another break um, again to um, let our sponsors get a little bit of a plug. They all do fantastic things for us and fantastic things for you. Also, I forgot to say in the intro, we are going to have a chat with overseas star playing for Waruna this year in Prav Chahal. So uh, stay tuned for that. The Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show, you know who sponsors us. My name's Orazio Sanalicia and we'll be back right after this. At Retrovision, we know exactly what you want, like our lowest price guarantee. Buy now and pay later. And an extra 5% discount for RAC members. That's on top of all the latest tech from the world's best brands at Retrovision. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We're back on the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Show, which, as per usual, is proudly supported by our fantastic partners in Retrovision. Remember, if you're an RAC member, you get an extra 5% off their already crazy prices. ESA Sports Agency, um, they do everything sport, make every sporting moment epic. And you can see in the top corner, there's Everlast Sports Drinks, um, one of the better isotonic hydration sports drinks on the market. And the best part about it is it's 750 mils. None of that 600 mil rubbish. And I know someone who enjoys an Everlast after a big, long spell of bowling. And that's our special guest today. And that's Prav Chahal. How are you, Prav? Yeah, no, I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Presuming you, you enjoy a nice Everlast after you've bowled your, your seven overs straight in the 40-degree heat down at Waruna? I don't know if I'll get to seven overs. I might get to four, but yeah, I do don't mind the Everlast. <laughs> okay, so Prav's um, the overseas star this year for Waruna Cricket Club and um, a part of our competition that I love. I love having some uh, some guest players that come along and enhance our comp, and Prav's definitely doing that with... Uh, 460 runs, averaging 30 with the bat, or tick over 30, and 24 wickets at uh, just a tick over 15. So a real true all-rounder and uh, one of the more competitive players running around. So, Prav, is that is that competitive edge? Is that something you've had your whole life or what? Uh, yeah, probably later on my years. Probably come from my dad. My dad was a very competitive sort of player. And then, especially being here, being the overseas player, I like to play the game on the front foot. So, yeah, I'd say I'm being competitive from, I'd say, about 15 to now. It's been something that's been in my game. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's quite noticeable, and it's something that, um, uh, well, I'm sure the uh, the faithful at Waruna have, have, have taken you in with open arms, but it's uh, the whole competition has as well, mate. Um, the That, you know, never say die, you, you know, you sort of, um, you do it the right way, you know. I mean, you're not you're not silly or anything about it, but you get right in the 
you know, everyone knows that you they're they're facing you when they're bowling or they're um bowling to you when they're batting. Because uh, with your batting, for those that haven't uh haven't watched, um, jump on one of the frog box games that he's he's on somewhere. Um, hard hitting attacking player. Um, and with the ball, um, I mentioned to you on Sunday after at the uh the PCA um rep game that um you know you, you actually do it quite easy. You sort of amble in and then out of nowhere, there's a a pretty quick sort of uh, delivery that comes out the other end. Um, yeah. Is that is that is that your normal is that your normal thing, or have you adapted? I mean, have, have you been a more of a, a sprinting bowl, or that sort of steady approach is is your way? No, I, don't, I still always been pretty steady uh, with my run up. I've worked quite a bit on my run up. It used to be even shorter than that, and then I lengthened it out, you know, because obviously. To get quicker, to get into your, your low or high 80s, you need a good run-up. But for yeah. me, I'm not too focused on the pace of the run-up. If I know I'm bowling well I'm, or I feel good, it's sort of the rhythm of my run-up. If I'm maintaining a pace from the start to the end, like when the test match was on here in Perth, I was watching a lot of Hazelwood bowl. And yeah. like, for me, his run-up is sort of what I try to get in mind, a, a smooth pace and start to end. So mine's always been pretty pretty consistent pace and then i get a lot of my pace from my shoulder mm-hmm. yep um and and what about your batting so as an all-rounder um i mean you're playing you know we're playing uh, community cricket here and and you know you're doing doing really well presuming you're a sort of middle to lower order batter when you sort of bat in your um representative stuff back home in, in england but where how do you split your your you know your training Normally, I mean, do, do you do more bowling or more batting, or how, how does it work for you? Um, in England, I'd say I do more bowling training, but that's because we're training on grass wickets, so it's a bit easier for me to have a bowl like the body. But here, I'd say the majority of my training is batting mm-hmm. because that's something I've wanted to work on. Because I started my whole cricket career as an opening batsman, I never bowled, and then it was only probably the last three or four years I took up bowling. So yeah. now. Like the, predominantly my training has been working on my bowling and stuff like that but here I say mainly batting but it's hard to balance like that's what I found one of the hardest things as an all-rounder to balance batting and bowling yep yep and you've got your um especially when you're in your your higher programs you've got all the workloads you've got to keep up with so you go yeah. to training and you've got two or three coaches that are going right Prav you've got to bowl four overs tonight and you've got to get through five hours tomorrow and or whatever and all that sort of stuff and then somewhere in there you, they go oh yeah by the way um yeah you can go back in the the yeah. the, the, far, the far net with the the um you know the old slinger or something like that you know you yeah. probably don't face much bowling and and that's yes that's the modern game um yeah. but that's the, the joys and challenges of being an all-rounder um now with that how how did you get here how 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 is Prav Chahal in uh, in Waruna so I, I'm at university currently, and uh, I took so I'm working over here and uh, doing it as part of my university degree. And I got in contact with an agent uh, called Kenny, who I think he knew through the place. I think he's over at Shawwater, and then he said, "I've got a club for you in the Peel, like a decent standard of cricket." Uh, and then I got in contact with Damien Stanley, and then yeah, this all went from there like the look of the club after speaking to a few people and here I am. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, and, and uh, we're all, we're all the better for it. And Maroon are definitely 
uh, the better for it. Um, so your club cricket, because um, you 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 told me you're, you're moving leagues. You're going from um one league. You're going from the home counties league, isn't that right? And you're going to move to the yeah. Birmingham league. So just to give people a bit of a an idea of where that all is. So the home county sort of takes, um, well, you you explain it's sort of put it near. I mean, it is closeish to London, so that yeah. gives people a bit of a a landmark. You have Oxfordshire, so Oxford, yep. London, and then sort of in between Oxford and London, any clubs in there, you have them. And then Birmingham, the Birmingham League is Warwickshire and Worcestershire. Yep. So like, I wanted to, I really enjoyed my cricket in the home counties, but for me, the big attraction and like what's in England is widely regarded as the best league is Birmingham League. Yep. You get real good overseas, like one of the clubs had Carlos Brathwaite, so yeah. for me to go and challenge myself and play in that league is something that, you know, that's why I play cricket is to play against the best players. Hope you do better than his first game. Um, he, he was on a big, I don't know if anyone, so you can look it up on YouTube, everyone. His first game, he um, he played, uh, he's on big money as you'd expect for the big man. He needs to, he needs to get fed. Um, I think he was literally out first ball and got absolutely yeah. smashed to all parts of, of the park. So they must've been thinking, yeah, you're probably on about a thousand pounds a game or something. And uh, what the hell have we got here? So, um, so with, with that in context, perhaps, so what are you going on, mate? Are they going to get you a pair of bowling boots and a, uh, a couple of pints or something? Is that what the, the new clubs signed you up well, for? Oh yeah. I wish it was that much. <laughs> <laughs> Get a few pints after you go, I'll be happy. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's just I just want to go and challenge myself. I'm young, so I just want yep. to see what I can get out of my cricket. Yep, not fair enough. Um, and and uh, just to give people a, a bit of a an idea, the Birmingham League, Birmingham Premier League, is is considered one of the the better ones running around in the UK. Um, they've consistently got uh, Test cricketers or former Test cricketers. Um, a lot of um, uh, Asian first class players that are borderline you know, internationals, um, some are like under nine, you know, in under 19 internationals. And, um, some teams have got a few players, right? Was it Smethwick you were saying that had like, yeah, they got an unbelievable side. Yeah. And then, uh, last year, one of the teams that actually got relegated, I don't know if you know, you remember Shane Dowritz, the West Indian yep. keeper, he's there overseas and they got relegated out of the league. So it's like the standard in there is pretty good. Yep. So, um, that's that's one of the attractions. I mean, there's there's plenty of guys um, that run around in the Peel Cricket Association that have been lucky enough to get over to England now that the uh, the borders are open and we can travel and all that sort of stuff. If you get the chance to play a season in the UK, just go. <laughs> just don't even think twice. Yeah. Don't, just go. It'll be the best six months you'll ever have. Um, so have you, I mean, you know, pretty simple question. Have you enjoyed yourself? Being out here, I mean, have you, uh, is it what you I'm thought it was going to be, or? Yeah, it's everything I thought it would be, and more. It's probably been the best like, five or six months I've had. Just like, the vibe and the whole way cricket play is played here is a lot different than how it's played back home. Like here is a lot more competitive, like on edge, whereas home is a bit more relaxed. Yeah. But the actual cricket, I'd say, here's a bit more like a defensive style. But in England, everyone's attacking on the front foot. I've loved it, and I. would I'd recommend to anyone like in England to go and come and play 
like even if like it doesn't matter what stand you just get yourself over here to Australia and play something I it will improve your cricket so much and even for people in Australia to go to England just to play in different conditions is you know it's been amazing for me oh but, well yeah that, and that's the beauty of the game that's one of the best parts about this game is you can go well, even more now, there's so many more ports to that you can you can fall into. I mean, um, you know, there's players that have it's not new, but players that have gone to Holland to play cricket. Um, my my cricket journey took me to uh, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and and different parts of England as well. Um, you know, very lucky to do that. I even I even played cricket for Italy. There you go. Um, there's you know you can go to all of those places. Um, you can obviously go across the ditch if you wanted to. I mean, you'd be missing our summer, but you can do that. You can go to South Africa as well. You'd be missing our summer, but same sort of thing. I mean, there's a lot of English guys that go to South Africa for the the winter, don't yeah. they? Um, yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's just fantastic. And and again, from someone who's uh, who who lives and breathes it, um, people may think that the idea that you can you can play sixty games in a season is ridiculous, but you can. Yeah, I played 64, I think, last year, like every Saturday, Sunday. And then when we had the three-day complete, the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and like, yep. then you go back to work or whatever and you just cook. But, I mean, you, you do it because you love the game, you love yep. the challenge, but it, it's a real grind, especially for it's amateur cricket. but probably a bit higher than amateur. You're not getting paid. You can't do it as your job. It's such a grind. And, doesn't get the recognition it deserves, but it it takes a toll on you. And then I played sixty four games in England. Then I came straight here with a few weeks break playing here. And then as soon as I get back home, I've got a game two days after I land. So wow, constant. <laughs> the pro the pro cricketer, the pro cricketer. Um, so you're playing um minor counties cricket for Oxfordshire. Yeah. Do you yeah. again for for people that don't quite understand? Can can you sort of set what? minor counties cricket is so obviously in england i think there's i don't know how many first class counties there are and they play in the county championship and all that and then below that you have your minor counties uh so that's still classes at amateur level but it's probably more of a semi-professional so you get a lot of retired pros from counties will come down and play for their local minor county you get a lot of good youngsters come and play and then you get your good club cricketers will go and play in minor counties. And then in that comp, you have the T20 comp right at the start of the year. You have, uh, and then you have your one day and your three day comp mixed together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very, such a good standard of cricket to be playing against. And then something that they introduced in the last two years, which was where I made my debut actually, was playing against first class counties, warming them up for the Royal London comp. And yeah. I made my debut in Sussex at the, at Hove, their ground. And that was a ridiculous experience. Like uh, Their coach said, we played 12. And uh, our coach was like, oh, yeah, who's the 12th man? Who is it? And uh, they go, oh, yeah, Joffre Archer. <laughs> we've, got, we've got some lad from the nine scenes they brought up. And then they've got Joffre Archer who's come back from injury. And he was plays that, was that the game where he bashed sixes for fun as well with the bat? Yeah, he Walked out with a big gold chain on, yeah. hit I think about five sixes or ten balls, then got out, bowled five of probably the quickest overs I've ever seen, broke two helmets, 
and then he went <laughs> off and sat and had an Andos for the rest of the game. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. As you do. And, yeah. <laughs> Travis, Head was, Travis Head was playing that game. I got to ball to him, which is like, that's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. You're probably not half a centimetre offline. He'll hit you for six back over your head. Yeah. Obviously, you've got player of the season, the Ashes. So, Minor Counties is such a good, like, part of English cricket. And I say it's probably, from being here, probably maybe something they could have in Australia. Because if you go and play in the state systems, like, there's obviously a lot less states. So, maybe bridging the gap between grade and state cricket. But that's essentially what Minor Counties is. Yeah. So, we got we got second 11 here. Um, yeah. So, um, each state's got a... a a second 11 team. So it's, it's a similar setup and you, you've got either yeah. the, the younger players in your squad. I mean, at the moment we've got a, like T Wiley, Corey Wosley played um, the game that just finished yesterday. Um, T had a, had a really good game um, and, and they're preparing for the shield season, um, which starts yeah. again in a, well, next week, I believe. So that, that that's where that is, but we don't play anywhere near as many games as, as, as the minor yeah, can yeah. and you don't play the different formats either. So it's just, it's uh four day cricket. Just, yeah. you just play. It's, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. Um, there used to be more in it, but it's, it's a long story. We'd have to have a, a, a very long two or three hour podcast to sort of talk about why cricket is where it is at the moment. But anyway, um, okay. So let's talk England, mate. So let's talk about the, the, the mighty, mighty England. They are, well, in my mind, they are the best team in the world in, in every format. I know we're going to play India next week, um, which you've got a bit of a soft spot for as well, obviously. Um, yeah. But um, and India at home are, are, a, are a very good side. I know India have beat us here. Um, we're flat track bullies. We beat most people here. But at the end of the day, I think England are the team to beat. They are they are clearly setting the standard for white ball cricket. They're just doing things that no one thought could happen. Um, and I just love what Ben Stokes and uh, the old Bazball. I just think that's the way cricket has to be played because seeing batters leave the ball for four over straight, it's just the silliest, dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, um, um, how, how do you how do you see what's happening, and how do you feel about it, and how do you think that's going to float down, flow down into you know, I guess minor counties, county cricket, etc. The the whole you know, baseball type idea. I think that's probably a thing that's maybe different playing cricket in England. Like, for us, we're looking minimum cricket playing at a 50 over to try and get to 250. And it's like, here it's maybe in the first 10 fields, put your wickets in hand, but back home it's like, just keep going because the bat's so deep, you just want to keep going, keep going because you get you have a day where you get bowled out for 150 but then you'll have days where you're scoring 350, you're scoring 300s, and you win games so more often playing like that than you will, I feel, playing the other way. But, yeah, I feel like it's come down through sort of the ECD as, like, a way to play they want. Club cricket's so we played in that way, and it's promoted like, in that way where we play coloured cricket, white ball, and then we time cricket. But even in the time cricket, it's such an aggressive style of cricket. Uh, I'd say that's how much cricket has changed in England. It's just people trying to entertain and score runs yep. compared to what I've probably experienced here, which is maybe a bit different. And you think on on wickets that are normally quite conducive to bowlers, you, you're probably better off attacking the ball anyway because the more the more you try to survive, the, the more chance you are of nicking off anyway. So you may as well take it on. 
That's the way I would have yeah, looked like, anyway. In, yeah, in England, especially early season, you're going to get one with your name with a with a dark red Dukes ball. So in them 10 overs that you bat, if you can score as many runs as possible in that period, then it's better than you just poking your bat alone. You're going to nick one eventually. So yeah. I, I love what the setup in England are doing with McCallum and Stokes. I think it's brilliant. And I'm looking forward to the Ashes series. It should be a good one. It'll be a real good contest between both teams. It should be good. Oh, well, it'll be one of the last test matches that'll be worthwhile watching because after after England, India and, and Australia play each other, everyone else that plays everyone else is just going to be a waste of time. Um, but anyway, that's again, that's a chat for that's a chat for another day. Um, I, I know personally playing, that's what I learned. I learned that as a you know bit of a stodgy sort of opening batter. Um, it, it, that was a, a hopeless way to bat. So it was just like, okay, I'm just going to chance your arm and you sort of take a, a risk or two. And then all of a sudden you think this is a much better way to bat than yeah. j- just sort of sticking around. Because like you said, there is a ball that's uh, got your name on it. And, and those lovely, geez, I like bowling with those Dukes balls as well. Even <laughs> they're, they're, they're such a good ball. Um, yeah. You must, you must miss that coming here with our flat kookaburras. Yeah. <laughs> do, do nothing yeah, after about three overs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you bowl a few balls and then, they're out of shape, and I just I can't wait to get back and have a nice big seam, dark red ball swinging around corners. <laughs> Especially when it's a cloudy day and the they're they're yeah. nearly um a like a cherry a cherry red, aren't they? They're really dark and yeah, yeah no, nah, I I do I do like that. Um, so uh, without putting you on the spot, would you you know would you would you ever come back out again? Yeah, for sure. It's something I want to do. I definitely want to come back again with the experience I've had. Um, yeah, I'd be so keen to come back and play. I've really enjoyed it. Yep. And um, so you said you're going back. So you're going back at the end of the, the finals campaign. You're going to be able to be here if we're going to get through all the way to the end? Yeah, just I think it's early, mid-April, I think I go back. Ah, perfect. Perfect. Okay. Geez, they might even get you out to the footy. Oh, don't get me started on that. I've had plenty of chats with the Runa boys about AFR. I can't get into it, but <laughs> they all yeah. try. Nah, they'll have to. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure someone will take, I'm sure, look, even I'll, I'll, I could try, mate. Well, someone will get you out to Optus Stadium and you'll go to get, get, get to a game. You have to, you, you're out here. You've got to, you've got yeah, to watch um, WA is footy mad as you've probably worked out. So yeah. um, you've got to, you've got to, do. and one last thing, mate, Um, who's your, who's your football team, your real football team? Who do you follow? Probably not good to say this year, but I'm a Liverpool fan. My fan, mm. my dad's a massive Liverpool yeah. fan, but yeah, probably best here's to keep it thinking, quiet. Here's me yeah. thinking a lot. I liked you, but uh, anyway, there's always something. There's always something. Um, look, Prab, thanks so much for coming on today, mate. It's been fantastic to chat to you. Um, have enjoyed every minute of watching you play, and um, with our final um, uh, piece, well, country cup game coming up in a few weeks time um you know i'm hoping the selectors pick the big burly fast bowler um because you're, you're a lot of fun to watch and uh obviously a very very skillful player so uh thanks a lot prav um and enjoy the rest of the season cheers thanks guys yeah okay so that was uh prav chahal um overseas player for waruna cricket club um absolute star ripper of a guy even if he is a pom um okay and thanks to prav chahal for his time um, really, really nice guy. Um, has been a, a, a great find for Waruna. 
Um, and, and I don't think there's anyone that doesn't like him. He's a real competitor on the ground. Um, we've loved having him as part of the PCA side. He's, he's done a really good job. We're allowed one overseas player. Um, and he will definitely be in the conversation for that final team. Um, and he'll have a big, big role in Waruna's run to the finals, no doubt. So thanks, Prav. And um, we do hope to see you. We will see you uh, before the end of the season, but obviously we'd love to see you back on our shores um, in future seasons. So uh, feel free to come back. That's for sure. Um, we might even be able to chat to him, you know, in England as well. We'll, we'll, we'll keep in touch there. Um, okay. So that's been, look, that's been a great show. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much, everyone, for for listening. Remember, one final reminder, Tuesday, um, 7th of February, Peelwood Reserve, the grand final of the Retrovision Premier T20 League. We have Showwater Bay, the defending champions. They will be taking on the might of Horsehead Cricket Club. If you cannot get along, it will be live and exclusive on the Pavilion, the Peel Cricket Channel, your YouTube cricket channel for all things Peel Cricket. Where you get to see this show. You also get to see live and exclusive coverage with ball by ball commentary from yours truly. Tim Lees will be involved. I just got the um the confirm lock him in. So he'll be back. Um, we'll get him on the pad on the pad on the pod as well next week. And uh we'll get you on the pod next week as well. Good luck to everyone. Go scorchers, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye for now. Oh, thank you. <laughs>